Obama himself could not fully grasp the opportunity the sense of crisis presented, and he failed, particularly in the first part of his term, to understand how the depth of the nation's political polarization would inevitably foil his pledge to bring the country together across the lines of party and ideology. The same fears of decline that bolstered his 2008 campaign quickly gave force to a rebellion on the right that looked back to the nation's revolutionary origins in calling itself the Tea Party. Embracing the Tea Party, Republicans swept to victory in the 2010 elections, seizing control of the House and expanding their blocking power in the Senate. Whatever Obama was for, whatever he undertook, whatever he proposed, all of it was seen as undermining traditional American liberties and moving the country towards some ill-defined socialism. Whatever else they did, Republicans would make sure they prevented Obama from accomplishing anything more. Over and over they vowed to make him a one-term president. The result was an ugliness in Washington, typified by the debilitating debt-sealing fight in the summer of 2011. It fed a worldwide sense that the United States could no longer govern itself. Late in Obama's term, the Occupy Wall Street movement rose up in rebellion against abuses in the financial world that had caused the meltdown. The new wave of protest focused the country's attention on the extent to which the nation's economic gains over the previous three decades had been concentrated among the very wealthiest Americans, the top one percent of earners, and especially the top sliver of that one percent. Decline was not simply an abstract fear. Many Americans sensed its effects in their own lives. This book is an effort to make sense of our current political unhappiness, to offer an explanation for why divisions in our politics run so deep, and to reflect on why we are arguing so much about our nation's history and what it means. I believe that Americans are more frustrated with politics and with ourselves than we have to be, more fearful of national decline than our actual position in the world or our difficulties would justify, and less confident than our history suggests we should be. The American past provides us with the resources we need to move beyond a lost decade and the anger that seems to engulf us all. But Americans are right to sense that the country confronts a time of decision. We are right to feel that the old ways of compromise have become irrelevant to the way we govern ourselves now. We are right to feel that traditional paths to upward mobility have been blocked, that inequalities have grown and that the old social contract, written in the wake of World War II and based on shared prosperity, has been torn up. Musty bromides about centrism and moderation will do nothing to quell our anxieties and our fears. At moments of this sort, bookshelves and reading devices quickly fill with political cookbooks and repair kits. They offer recipes for national renewal and carefully wrought step-by-step suggestions for national renovation. Many of these offerings are thoughtful and well-conceived. But our current unease arises less from a shortage of specific plans or programs than from a sense that our political system is so obstructed and so polarized that even good ideas commanding broad support have little chance of prevailing. We don't have constructive debate because we cannot agree on the facts or on any common ground defined by shared moral commitments. We typically blame this on our polarized politics, our vicious political culture, 
our gotcha and partisan media climate. Our first response is to look for mechanical and technological fixes because these seem within easy reach. Proposals are rolled out to build new websites or media structures, promote electoral reforms that will invigorate the political center, and draw congressional districting lines in a non-partisan way, establish new forums for political deliberation, and create new political parties for the fed-up and the alienated, or for political moderates. But procedural, technical, and symbolic reforms are inadequate because our difficulties run deeper. Underlying our political impasse is a lost sense of national balance that in turn reflects a loss of historical memory. Americans disagree about who we are because we can't agree about who we've been. We are at odds over the meaning of our own history, over the sources of our national strength, and over what it is philosophically.